Hey daydreamer, I see you. I'm totally a dreamer too. I'm also a patent lawyer and pretty much obsessed with new ideas, innovation, and entrepreneurship. So, dreamer, if you've got a new business idea or side hustle dream that you just can't shake, or if your mind is bursting with too many ideas to count, then welcome home because you are in the right place. This is Startup Hard Up, a cozy podcast home for the everyday entrepreneur. In each episode of this podcast, I'll be candidly sharing my own personal experiences as I transform my passion project into a business in real time. Since I also happen to be a corporate lawyer, I'll sprinkle in some key business and legal learnings as they've applied to my own new business in the hopes that some of my experiences will enlighten and empower you on your business journey as well. Cool, cool, cool? Cool. Let's do this. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of the Startup Hard Up podcast. I'm Kay Gruner, your host, and I'm sitting here with another warm cup of coffee, which I have now microwaved three times. At some point, I'll finish this cup, but I just wanted to introduce you to the topic today, which is time management. And to be honest, part of the reason why I actually wanted to share with you that I just warmed up my coffee is that, as some of you know, I am a somewhat new mom. My baby is now 10 months old. She's the light of my life, but she takes a lot of time to take care of, and I may be in in the middle of enjoying or well at the start of enjoying a fresh hot warm creamy delicious cup of coffee and she'll start to cry or like lose her mind or topple over or who knows anything any number of things could uh <laughs> interrupt my my coffee enjoyment so just a little Shout out to anybody else who is trying to finish one cup of coffee and have now microwaved it three times. I think maybe I'll get through it. I don't know. We'll see. So I want to um, start us off here also with a dorky poem that I wrote to set the mood on this topic of making and managing time for your business. And specifically, in most cases, I'm going to be talking about a side hustle business, something that you're doing in addition to a full-time job, family obligations, taking care of yourself, etc. Something that you are like doing in your precious moments of free time, trying to start a business. Here's my poem. (laughs) Emails, texts, to-do lists, oh my. A career, friends and family, wow, how does time fly? But what am I doing day in and day out, but daydreaming, doodling, and scheming about? My most passionate project, a million-dollar idea, a side hustle business that I hold very near. Some days I'm on fire, other days I'm put out, but it's my special venture that I am so all about. Hard to explain without feeling quite dizzy, but suffice it to say I am just very busy. 
So for a bit of background, for those of you who are listening in for the first time and don't know who I am, I'm a corporate lawyer, relatively new mom, and I'm side hustling my little heart up on a line of fill-in-the-blanks, workbooks, journals, and planners for everyday entrepreneurs to start a new business from scratch and then make sure that they're following up on good social media planning, marketing planning, things like that. To start, I also want to tell you why time is so important to me and why I need more of it. And I think that this will probably apply to you as well. Here's a quote that I heard on one of my favorite podcasts, Entrepreneurs on Fire. You should definitely listen to it if you're interested in entrepreneurship and running a business. Uh, John Lee Dumas is a fantastic host and he he's just fun to listen to because he has a lot of energy when he speaks and his topics are good. Anyway, here's the quote. Time is the most valuable resource because it's the only thing we can't get more of. All of Bill Gates' billions can't buy one minute of yesterday. And that quote was by a guest on the show, Noah St. John's, who is also the author of a book called Power Habits, which I'm probably going to have to go buy and read now because I just loved everything he had to say. Yeah, so time is a super valuable resource. And this is something that I've been learning and coming to terms with, especially in recent years. Time is something that I felt like in high school and college, I could totally just waste a bunch of time, still do really well in school, like work out hard, do well at cross country, any of the like clubs I was in. It was easy to waste time and it didn't really affect my life. And I mean, I enjoyed it. It was almost like something to do. Nowadays, as I've gained more responsibilities and I don't want it to even be a negative thing. It's just a different part, a different time. But I have a family. I've got a sweet little baby and a career that I love and I'm working on and learning all the time. So time has become just a bit more precious every moment of it. So that's, that's kind of why I feel like I needed to figure out a way to make more time in my own life and start making some real progress on my side hustle and uh, move the needle. I'm super excited because I think that my products are, you know, of course, I think the world of them, but I really think they'll help people launch their own businesses and be successful. So one of my first pieces of advice here, I have a couple methods I'm going to share, is to wake up earlier. And I'm not going to define what early means for you, but what I can tell you that I've been implementing lately is to take a look at what time I'm waking up typically and adding 30 to 45 or an hour each morning, basically to my alarm. If I wake up and get out the door by 7 a.m., I can be very close to my office and working on my side business exclusively. I can focus only on that, not worry about the day and my career obligations quite yet for 45 minutes to an hour. Sometimes if I really get up and, you know, have a good ride, I can even have an hour and a half in the morning. So, five days a week times say an hour, five hours, that's pretty significant for something like a side business, especially. Honestly, I have to laugh about this one a little bit because I am really, really not a morning person. And I am like a super grump in the morning. I hit the snooze a bunch of times, but yeah, it's it's not an easy one, but it has been really 
gosh, one of the most effective ways that I've been able to create and maximize time to work on my side business. So it kind of creates like a motivating factor each morning that I am hearing that first alarm in my head. I'm thinking, okay, I know how this is going to go. If I go back to sleep, I'm not going to get to work on my side hustle today. So that's my first tip. Wake up earlier, whatever works for you, uh, start to make a habit out of it. My second tip is somewhat related, and that's to get better sleep and to make better use of your time before you fall asleep at night. For me personally, the way that I implement this is by plugging my phone in by nine o'clock. So we get into bed and at nine, I close Instagram, I close Facebook, I close Reddit, I close the browser, email, everything. I put my phone away. I usually have a book with me in the bed and I would love to read before bed and I think it would be very productive, but most of the time I just kind of sit with the book and, you know, try to snuggle with Christian and if I do read a couple pages in the book, I feel really great about it. But either way, it does a couple things for me. When I'm not looking at my phone at night, one, I don't know all the science behind it, but they do say like blue light or just light in general coming from your phone can keep you awake longer. And I definitely think that's true for me. So not having that bright light in your face. And then two, I find that the things that I do online sort of create momentum in a way that it's hard to escape. So just imagine, you know, the scrolling nature of a lot of social media. You want to see what the next thing is. So you just, you keep scrolling. Oh, just one more, just one more. And I kind of like lie to myself about it. And I'm like, oh, I'll be done in a minute or two. But then before I know it, 10, 15, 20 minutes go by. And I actually haven't really accomplished anything or learned anything or connected with anybody. And when that's happening right before bed, it, I feel like it's really stealing time. You're kind of doing yourself a disservice just turn the phone off or, you know, plug it in across the room and relax so that you can get good sleep. The other thing that this results in is energy. So if you get good sleep, then you're really creating more energy for the next day because a lot of us, most of us, I would say, you have to wake up by a certain time. So you're just stealing, you know, in the in the evening, you're stealing from the next day. And actually, I do have another quote to kind of go along with this lose an hour in the morning, and you will be all day hunting for it. And that's by Richard Waitley. So it does create extra time for your business, and it's an opportunity that you actually control. My next tip that I want to share really goes hand in hand, and I know this is a bit of an obvious one, so I'm just going to throw it in there and move on, but to exercise and eat right will also result in more energy, which to me really equates to more time. Just prior to 2020, I bought something called the Start Today Journal, and it's through Rachel Hollis, and it is a way to, it's like a habit tracker journal, and I was seeing everybody else, it's called the last 90 days, meaning like the last 90 days of the year. A lot of people are talking about how they're cutting out certain foods from their diet, like pop or sugar or too much salt or fat, whatever. And that didn't really resonate with me. I love my snacks and I felt like I could eat healthier without cutting something out. And maybe I'm just making an excuse because I love food, but I decided to eat healthy greens every day. So in this journal, I had to write down by hand, I eat healthy greens every day. Literally that sentence. 
what it did for me, obviously it didn't force me to eat healthier, but I found myself at the end of a day or even midday, if I hadn't eaten healthy greens yet, I was like thinking about it. And so to, to have that, I guess that's, you know, creating habits. That's really what it resulted in is me thinking, oh, I need to get some broccoli in or I need to have some spinach later. And if I go a day without eating something healthy, I definitely will do it the next day. My fourth tip is to utilize commutes for learning. I know that not everybody has a commute, but most people I would say have at least 20 minutes. And if they don't, you could use the time before bed when you're unplugged from your phone for this. But the way that I personally like to utilize commutes for learning is by listening to podcasts. And I have a bunch of favorites. Generally, they're like business related, either um, business tips and tricks that have sort of like actionable goals that are about specific areas of business, marketing specifically. There's a lot. I definitely recommend Jenna Kutcher's Gold Digger podcast and Amy Porterfield's Online Marketing Made Easy. I mentioned earlier Entrepreneurs on Fire is a great one. And if you're just looking for some inspo, how I built this uh, with Guy Raz is an absolute fave. It definitely fires me up. It gets me excited to work on my own business, but I utilize my commutes for this. One way that I really maximize this method of managing my time is that while I'm on a commute, well, right before I start the commute, I'm sitting in the car, I will search the podcast app for a specific phrase relating to a goal that I have in my business right then and there. So as an example, I often search lately for the term digital course. I'm creating a digital course for my business right now to go along with my books to guide entrepreneurs or future entrepreneurs through the steps of starting a business from scratch. And my background in intellectual property law, patents, business, corporate law. I'm using this information to guide them through these steps. So I search the podcast app for digital course and I just get a wealth of information, click play, settle into my drive. And before I know it, I'm, I'm learning left and right. The only setback there is that you can't take notes by hand or on the computer when you're driving. So I end up taking screenshots and then going back so that to that exact time in the episode and just writing down whatever the thing is that was either an action step or inspiration, something like that. Okay, my fifth tip is to be disciplined about working on your side hustle when you do have time to work on it. For example, if you're waking up a little bit earlier each day, make sure that you are efficient with your time. For me personally, I get ready as fast as humanly possible so that I can get in the car, get on the road, and get to my Starbucks or my diner or wherever it is it's going to pour me my first cup of coffee that day. And I am seated with my computer and I'm focused on my business only. I'm not texting anybody. I'm not looking at pictures. I'm not going on social. I am focusing on my business because I only have 45 minutes to an hour to do it. And then at that point, I'm going to switch gears completely and go work at my day job and not think about my side business. Being disciplined about working on your side hustle while you're doing it is a really good way to maximize your time. If you're anything like me, I could sit and for example, oh, I'm going to write a blog post. Okay, if I'm not focusing and making sure that I'm careful about my time, I could sit for an hour and a half, two hours, and then I look up and what have I written? Maybe a paragraph? 
Yeah, that happens. Another thing that just kills me. And so if this happens to you, like, we need to relate on this. Formatting is just this thing. I had no idea that formatting was so, so, so time consuming. Oh my gosh. So my product is, it's an information product, right? So a lot of the work that I'm doing is writing. I'm thinking, I'm writing either outlines or I'm curating and thinking of new questions and prompts to help the entrepreneur succeed in their business. When I first went to a printer here locally in Atlanta, Georgia to print the first draft of my workbook, they they printed when I sent them and then they said, oh, you know, they showed me the first copy, what they call the proof. And they said, oh, you know, you might want to change the margins here. So what I had done, like a total novice, (laughs) I'll be kind to myself, is that I had created a wide margin on the left side of every single page. I had 96 pages. And of course, when they printed it, double-sided because every it was only the left side that had a wide margin every time you would turn the page and look at the left side of like the book if you're holding it open it would have this massive margin on the left and then the words were cut off by the binding on the right so that's just one example I also had an issue with the page numbers where I was having them only on the right side and then again the same thing happened for the left pages it got like trapped in the binding I didn't know that (laughs) before I started writing a book. Like this is the first time I've ever seen it. So I just, I cannot even stress enough how much formatting has pained me (laughs) over the recent months. I'm going to stop talking about formatting now. Oh, goodness. Okay. So another tip that I have. Oh, you know what? Okay. So I want to squeeze in here a little lawyer tip for you. When you're a lawyer in a law firm, you bill your time. And I know there are other industries that do this, but the way that it worked when I had a job at a law firm was I had a little timer on my desktop and it was like always showing up in the corner. So I'd be, you know, working on whatever document that I'm on and like just out of the corner of my eye, I can see literally how many minutes down to the second I've been working on that particular project. So the reason for this is that the law firm then passes through the cost of the time to the client directly. Sometimes now still, I will pull up a timer on my phone or on my computer. You can just like type it into Google timer. And I I will sometimes still see how long it takes me to work on something via this timer And it kind of helps me focus because you start to realize what you were actually doing during a certain amount of time. If like at the end of an hour, you're thinking, what did I even get done? I can't believe how long this is taking. Honey, it might be you. You might be taking a long time because you're like reading text messages and going on Insta and sort of, you know, like pretending, oh yeah, I'm doing like market research, looking at other people on Instagram like me and, you know, screenshotting. Well, Okay, that is important. I do it too, and I I do try to apply it, but don't let that be an excuse. When you have time to work on your side hustle, you need to work on your side hustle, period. Another tip that I have, tip number six, is to find a way to share the load of your other responsibilities, and there may be ways to do this within your business as well, but for me personally, with an infant baby in the house, we have a lot of things to do, taking care of her, 
doing bottles, uh, cleaning her room, doing laundry. That's just on top of all of our other house and home obligations. My husband is a fantastic partner and he has no issue at all. In fact, he like super loves strapping the baby on and putting the sunglasses on her like the guy from The Hangover and like going about town with the baby on his hip. It's it's the best and it gives me time, for example, on weekends to spend at least three, maybe six, sometimes more hours on my side hustle. That way I can actually get some real substantive work done and focus and you know get my workflow going. And then of course there's general applications such as delegating, getting a virtual assistant. If your business is growing and you have revenue and you can't personally handle all the work, then get a virtual assistant to answer your emails or to do certain paperwork for you. And then of course, if you can, if you've got the money for it, systems and automation, well, let me backtrack a little bit. Automation, you might have to pay for something like that, like software or app or something that can automatically do things for you, different tasks in your business. Systems, you don't need to pay for that. You can do your own systems. Make sure that you create like, okay, step one, two, three, four, five, for a certain matter and follow it every time so you're not recreating the wheel. An example of a system that I use is that I have a weekly calendar for my social media and marketing plans and it just it's very simple. It's in one of my products which is the master plan business planning workbook for entrepreneurs. It's a spread over two pages. On the left it says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. On the right it says Thursday, Friday, weekend and then there's columns. You fill in the blank. I put things like post Instagram, post on Instagram about, you know, whatever topic, whatever the weekly theme is, you can write that on there as well. And a blog entry goes up on Wednesday morning, Thursday, make sure that you're going on Instagram live for Thursday, Thursday. So I, I plan out the week on this schedule instead of having to remember it because what a burden, right? So you write it down and then that way also your content is consistent. You can't really get out of, like there's accountability there. You can pretty easily just think, oh, this week I'm going to post something about this topic and then not do it. But if you have it written down, you're going to be way more likely to do it. Next tip sort of goes along with this scheduling thing is to make sure that when you're setting your goals in your business that you're working on baby steps that are specific and actionable. Another real waste of time is to take the time that you have dedicated to your side hustle and use it to only think big picture. Big picture planning is super fun. I personally love it. I'm all about big ideas and thinking, oh my gosh, where am I going to be 10 years from now? But you really got to focus in on specifically how are you going to do it? And that's baby steps. Create a to-do list. I love a good master to-do list. You could either do this online or I personally love to have a paper one so that just to focus on say social media and marketing, that calendar that I was describing earlier, at the bottom of those pages there on one side it says urgent and on the other side it says important. So what I do with that space is I write down on the urgent, just imagine like two columns, right? On the urgent side, I write down what needs to be done like yesterday, something that I, I'm either late on or like I have something scheduled to happen the next day, I, so I need to finish it, right? That's urgent, so I'll list out my urgent tasks. And then on the right side under important, that's more of what 
ends up being like the master to-do list, quote unquote, because it's things that I do really need to do, but they're not due today. I don't have to finish them. They don't have a deadline of the next 48 hours. So that way, when I am figuring out how to manage the time that I have to work on my side hustle, I can focus on the urgent. And and then if I cross through each one, which, ugh, how good is that, right? Feels so good. Then I can move into the important list. And obviously, as the weeks pass, other items move from important to urgent. So my to-do list, I, I called it a master to-do list, but what I actually end up doing is say I'm flipping the page to the next week, I will go and cross out in a different color or using an X rather than a line the items that I haven't finished, but that I'm like moving into the next week. And then they, you know, many times will become urgent. They'll like move from important to urgent. My eighth tip, eighth and final, is to really exercise your boundaries, learn to say no. Personally, like this is another thing I really have to laugh about because I struggle so hard with this. I have always been like a yes person and optimistic about like what I can achieve, which I think is great and actually drives me to be a huge goal getter an achiever. And like, I just, I love, I get so much fulfillment from accomplishing things and saying yes and being there and taking on leadership roles through high school, college, law school. I was always in clubs and I was leading them. And in some cases it was, I mean, I'll take that leadership with me throughout the rest of my life. Like cross country is a great example in college. What an opportunity to be able to speak with other girls on my team, see where they're at, give them advice, listen to what they have to say, listen to what they want to complain about and to spend years with a group of people and being able to motivate them. And then, you know, obviously for me, that changed a lot of my perspective in life. So great opportunity there. But then there are other clubs that I ended up saying, oh yeah, I'll be an officer or I'll join the whatever ranks. And then I ended up sort of dreading it because it wasn't really on my like urgent list, I guess you could say. Different concept, but still it wasn't it wasn't critical to my life plan, what I was designing and wanting to create for a life for me. So I'm working on it. And actually there's a book that I'm about a third through right now. It's called Boundaries. I have it right here. I'm holding it. I'm looking at it. The author here is Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. I have a couple of quotes from the book that I want to share. I'll just jump in. Okay. If you continue to blame other people for, quote, making you feel guilty, they still have power over you. And you are saying that you will only feel good when they stop doing that. You are giving them control over your life. Stop blaming other people. Okay, another quote. People with boundary problems usually have distorted attitudes about responsibility. They feel that to hold people responsible for their feelings, choices, and behaviors is mean. Oof, that one hurts. I don't know if anyone out there listening is is like that, but I truly feel like this resonates with me big time. So it's a great book so far, and I'm really looking forward to learning how I can enforce my own boundaries, but to really bring it into the theme of this episode, I think it creates time, or actually maybe it protects time. Yeah, I think it protects time. So just as an example, Saturdays and Sundays, for anybody who has a side hustle, that's like, that's when you're allowed to focus on it. That's when you should focus on it. And so if somebody is asking you to go out, or say just volunteer for something, and you 
you maybe are called to that, if it takes away from time that you have otherwise dedicated to working on your side business, you can't say, oh, it's just this one time. No, 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 no. You set aside that time. You have to be disciplined about it. And you can't just give your time away. And like this quote from the book, you are not mean for enforcing your boundaries. You're not, even if somebody comes back and says, oh, I really wish you would, or, oh, you've been so good about volunteering with us before. What What's changed? If somebody comes back and tries to still get you to go, you are not being mean by saying, hey, I really can't. I get it. I feel, I am so, so non-confrontational. Just the other day, I went to actually like my classic diner that I go in the mornings and the person who ordered, who I ordered from didn't bring me my coffee and she brought the cream, but not the coffee. So probably five minutes went by and obviously I wanted it, but I started to feel nervous and like my heart was racing and sweaty (laughs) because I was like feeling guilty that she was going to come over and realize that she forgot it. Isn't that crazy? Like I wasn't even feeling nervous about saying, Hey, you forgot my coffee because like, I wasn't even going to say that. I literally took it another level beyond and was already feeling freaked out about the fact that she was going to come and then she was going to feel bad for forgetting it. Like, okay, hello. Am I taking on someone else's problem? Yeah. Not something I should be doing. Not something you should be doing enforce your boundaries. I'm working on it too though. So we're in it together. (laughs) So those are my eight tips. I'm going to just read through them again. If any of them resonated with you, let me know. I would love to know what works for you. And if there's anything that, that I've recommended that inspired you. All right. So here they are. One, wake up earlier. Two, get better sleep and make better use of your time before sleeping. Three, exercise and eat right. Four, utilize your commute for learning via podcasts or or audiobooks. Five, be disciplined about working on your side hustle when you do have time. Six, share the load, delegate, figure out a way to take your current obligations and lessen the burden on yourself in order to create a little bit more time for you to work on that side business. Seven, Focus on baby steps using specific and actionable goals. Make that to-do list. Make sure you're prioritizing urgent versus important and feel amazing when you put a little line through or check off each of those items, no matter how small they are. Number eight, last tip, boundaries. Learn to say no. Learn to understand that your time is precious and it's yours. It belongs to you. You can decide what you need to do with it. Trust yourself there and force your boundaries. All right, so I have one final little tip here. It's not a tip for making and managing time, but it does have to do with time. I understand the temptation of working on your side business while you're at your full-time job. I get it. And it's not hard to do. You know, a lot of people, you may be working remotely. You may be, well, even at work, but you're in your little desk, you have privacy. Don't work on your side hustle while you're at work. And there's a couple of reasons why. From a legal perspective, this is my my legal advice that is not legal advice. So I'm just going to call it a legal tip because I'm not your lawyer. This is a podcast. You know, you get it. There's my disclaimer. Ownership of IP. When you're working on your side business, you're generating intellectual property, whether it's copyrightable content, say you're writing a blog, you're creating intellectual property. There's other things, customer lists, 
confidential information, things that have value, you're creating it. And a lot of times, you know, most of us that have a full-time job with a company, you probably signed an employment agreement. And if you didn't read it, I challenge you right now to go back in your emails, go back in time to when you were hired and read your employment agreement and find the section on intellectual property ownership. I'm willing to bet that there's something in there that says that all IP generated while you're working in your capacity as an employee there using employer materials, so like laptop, pens, paper, literally anything that is like owned by the company, that the company owns it. And sometimes these are written very broad, kind of to an unfair point in my personal opinion, but you have to be sure that you're not working on your side business during work time. When you're on the clock, you need to be focused on your full-time job. So another thing that I want to mention here, even if it's not in your employment agreement, there is this doctrine called the work for hire doctrine. It has to do with copyright. If you're creating materials, say you are a graphic designer. All right, this is what they look at. And by they, I mean like a judge, a jury. This is if you get in a dispute over it later and your company is saying, hey, we own that. So they're going to look at what skills were required to create the work. Where was the work created? Did the employer provide the space or the materials or the tools that you used to create the work? Hello, alarm bells. So if you're sitting in your office, that's their space. If you're using their laptop, that's their materials. If you're using Adobe InDesign and that's a software product that the company has paid for, that's the tools. So see how this could easily become an issue. Be careful about it, y'all. I don't want you to have any disputes with intellectual property down the road while you're working on your side hustle. Just do it outside of work. Like I said, wake up earlier, work on it then. (sighs) I'm taking a deep breath here because I just finished recording that podcast while my baby was taking a nap. So any other moms or dads out there, like woot woot, holla, cheers to that because she did not wake up. I finished recording the whole thing and I'm just super excited about it. So snaps. If you enjoyed listening to this, I would love it if you'd follow along on my business journey subscribe to my podcast, give me some likes, maybe give me a five-star review. I don't know, maybe we're not there yet, but any way to keep in touch with me, join my social circle. I'm on Instagram. If you join my community, I would love it if you could step away from your technology for a moment, grab a cup of coffee or tea or get some wine and cozy up with me to take meaningful steps towards launching the business you've always dreamed of. And don't worry about spending hours researching the legal and business side of things. That's what this podcast is for. All I need from you is a heartfelt dedication to your dream and a little bit of discipline for making it come true. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.